Hello, welcome to Defense Against the Dark Arts. I'm Paul Mill, and this is episode 24, Analogical Reasoning. What is an analogy? An analogy is a comparison of one thing to another. You could call analogical reasoning comparison reasoning, if that makes it easier, or if it makes more sense to Analogical reasoning is so misused and abused. When we stop just for a moment uh, and see how we can properly use it, it becomes a very powerful tool. It uses your existing schemata and stretches it to make new schema. (laughs) From my uh, anecdotal experience at school, it was misused uh, more than it was properly used. I don't know if the teachers were lazy, incompetent, or both. Or maybe that's just what they were told. The kids only need to know this much. That's good enough for the math they're going to do. So just tell them it's this. And so we're going to be taught not what something is, just so what something's sort of like, close enough, carry on, right? They never expressed the limits of the analogies, and some of the analogies were just totally wrong. You know, there has to be limits to the validity of an analogy. If there are no limits to the to the analogy, to the validity of it in comparison to something else, then it's no longer an analogy. It's a definition. <laughs> and analogies are not definitions. If it's the definition, it's no longer an analogy. It's just a definition. So like uh, I remember them saying an, an atom was like a little planet. An atom is not like a little planet with a, a little electron orbiting it. It's not even close to that. That analogy is complete bogusness. I was going to say BS, but I'm trying to cut back on my swearing. So, whereas gravity is like being in an elevator that is going up, the limits to that analogy are the tidal forces due to the spherical nature of masses. But uh, that's still a good analogy. False analogies are used so often that there's even a name for it. It's called the fallacy of false analogies. I already covered models in an earlier in, in an earlier podcast. I think that was episode five. If you want to go back and refresh, it's a pretty good podcast, if I do say so. But a way to think of analogies is using one thing as a model for another. In terms of comparison, you're comparing a model against reality. Those are the two things you're comparing a lot of the times when you're using analogies. So using models is very useful when we are figuring out something new and unknown. We can create a model that best fits the known parameters and then test that model until it starts to fall apart. Until we find the useful limits of that model. This process of testing our models or hypotheses against uh, using the feedback of objective reality mitigates the fallacious phantom connections that we can have without testing them, right? So that is, uh, it's, it's a decent process for determining the most plausible truth. There are some ideologically bent people out there that argue against objective reality. They've been brainwashed. And the only reason to deny objective reality is to, to, to create an ideological fiction, an ideological fictional reality, and put that in the place of objective reality. <laughs> right? So they're creating these fantasies. And uh, 
I could say, well, no. There are people that are, uh, that are they're, they're truly this insane. And uh, otherwise, rational students are being brainwashed into, buy the, into buying this irrational insanity. We can speculate or even investigate who and why, but that is beyond the scope of this podcast because my goal is to share the plays, the maneuvers. The game and the players will change, but these techniques, these tactics have been around for thousands of years, and we learn, but the next generation doesn't know them, and so they get duped all over again, and the process continues. That's why political, religious, and insane ideological groups and cults all target the youth, just like sharks eating baby turtles fresh off the beach. How's that for an apt analogy? We can use existing well-known concepts as models or make up something new and frame it and name it like a Frankenstein model, whichever conveys the model or the concept, whatever conveys the concept better. We often create uh, temporary models that are forgotten quickly, like maps of how to get to the nearest corner store when you're in a foreign city. The, the maps are models uh, or an analogy for the layout of the earth. So there are models and the reality is the layout of the earth nearby you, <laughs> right? Or weather forecasts, which are abstract models that are forgotten the day after it passed. The day after it passed? After the day it passed? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, after the forecast. If it's four or five, uh, whatever. And then there are models that we remember as stepping stones to understand a more complex concept like gravity being like an elevator that's going up that helps us understand the warping of the geometry of space-time as Einstein was trying to explain when we make a model of something for analogical reasoning the part of the model that corresponds to objective reality is called the correspondence schema the concept that corresponds. This is the part of the model that is valid, the part that is between the limits of the validity of that model. So if there are parts that are valid, there must be parts that are invalid, right? So there are parts that do not correspond to reality, to what we're comparing it to. The part of the model that does not correspond to the thing that we are comparing, the part of the model that we ignore that's the useless data, the noise, like how uh, pictures and video and, and, and photos can have errors, digital ones, called color artifacts. I guess print ones can have them too, but they're called color artifacts. Or on screens, you can have dead pixel artifacts. We call this useless data. Uh, we can call it analogical artifacts, bad data. So when someone extrapolates an analogy beyond its valid limits into the realm of useless artifact, they are using false reasoning. This happens when we are speculating or testing the limits or when someone knows better and is intentionally distorting the, the analogy in order to deceive. The honest person may know they are stretching the analogy, analogy to the point of ludicrousness, ludicrousosity, <laughs> beyond, beyond reason. And it's 
not assumed to be fact or truth. They know they're just, hmm, what if, right? I know this what if is a uh, not the truth. It's just a question. Whereas, you know, a manipulator may stretch the analogy and argue that it is the truth. You know, one's doing it for fun to explore and the other is doing it to deceive. So we have the part of the analogy that corresponds to reality called the correspondence schema. The part of the analogy, the analogy that does not correspond to reality is beyond uh, valid limits we can call the analogical artifact. What if the entire analogy corresponds to the thing that we are comparing it to? That's called an isomorph. Iso means the same and morph means shape. So it's the same shape. We can also call that the definition of a thing, right? The, an isomorph, it's the same thing. Your analogy is the same thing. It, it's what it's describing. It is it, right? So though grammar stitions, whatever you want to call them, would probably argue, but they argue about everything. So, so analogical arguments are non-deductive. So they do not prove anything. We are using models to help form our concepts about a new thing. This is great potential for manipulation if it's misused. Models can be easily overextended either by design or by mistake. The user may be trying to derive more than the model is capable of giving. It should go without saying that a model has no impact on the truth of the correspondent schema. That is, the model has no impact on the truth of the thing that it is compared to in reality. The model X of the real thing Y, right? You have a model of X of something called Y. If, if X, the model, turns out to be false, that has no impact on, what it, on the thing Y. <laughs> it does not mean that Y is also false, the thing in reality. The model has no impact on reality. It is just a model and it has limits. Analogy works well when the, the explainer has a solid understanding of the limits of the analogy and is explaining a known thing, a known concept. Analogical models should not be used to extrapolate facts as they are only models. You can extrapolate for fun and what ifs. It's perfectly fine to extrapolate to make hypotheses and, and test these hypotheses against the feedback of objective reality. But these hypotheses should not be taken as facts or proofs or truths. They are questions. There's a ton of different types of analogies, but I think that would be pedantic to go into those. So that's it for analogical reasoning. I'm going to cover some informal fallacies in the next uh, episode, which could be, that could be a whole series, but I think I'll just do one episode for now. So take care.